I had never done it. I had never said, Jesus, I lay down my life to you. And I did that night. And from there, when I say everything changed, my whole outlook on life changed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Filled Podcast. I know it has been a minute, but we are back and better than ever. I'm your host, Riley Grace, and today I'm so excited to have our first ever guest on the podcast, my good friend, Hannah Elk Smith. She is so kind, the most disciplined person I know, and so joyful. I'm so excited that we will get to hear her stories today. So, Hannah Elks, welcome. Thank you so much, Riley. I don't think you knew that I was going to say this, but you're one of the first people that I met at Duke and definitely, other than my roommate, the first believer that I met, I guess other than also Chris. Um, And just to be friends with you is one of the most joyous parts of my life and I could not be more thankful for you. So I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I did not know you were going to say that. That is so sweet and means the world. I love you. I wow, love guys, you get ready. Hannah, I'm just going <laughs> to rock your world. Okay, so to start off today, can you tell us where you're from, what you're studying, and one hot take you have? Okay. I am from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I've lived in Jupiter, Palm Beach, and my family's moving to Miami right now. Oh. So I love, love Florida, and that segues into my hot take, which I think Florida is the best state in the whole U.S. by far, no comparison. Um, I will stick with that for as long as I live, I think. We'll see. Um, and I'm studying economics, and I'm not sure about my minor yet, if I'll even have one. I love philosophy. My roommate's a philosophy and chemistry major. She's a genius. So nice. Okay. Nice. I'm with you. I love Florida. It's warm. It's beautiful. I feel like winter is perfect there. Unmatched. Like it's not too cold, but not too warm. No, it's perfect. Has waves. Oh, waves. Yeah. Guys, Hannah Alex is a really good surfer. So Oh, I don't know about really good. (laughs) Avid and (laughs) lover of Lover of the ocean, for sure. Have you ever, like, seen any sharks? Or I'm sure you have. Oh, girl. Like, close up? I mean, I want you to come surfing with me, so I don't know if I'm going to (laughs) tell any shark stories right now. Okay, I'll just come oblivious, and it'll be great. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see dolphin. Okay, dolphin. Any fin you see, it's just a dolphin. Perfect. I'll keep that in mind. Well, I'm so excited to dive into your story today and see the way that God has guided you along this crazy journey of life. So lately, I've been realizing that religion can become so much more about rules and restrictions instead of the freedom we can have in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So to start today, in 30 seconds or less, could you explain what Jesus means to you? Absolutely. The only word I could use is everything. It's everything. And sometimes I don't prioritize him like he is, but I'm not me if I'm not walking with Christ. So relationship with Jesus is who I am. Mm. That's it. 
That's beautiful. Wow. We could end it right there. Okay. So growing up, your dream obviously was to go to the Naval Academy and Mm -hmm. you worked your butt off. You succeeded. You made it there. You endured the hardest part. But then ultimately you decided that you wanted something different for your life and you ended up transferring to Duke. So could you tell us a little bit about what that was like when you decided that this wasn't for you, like how that even happened, how you got out of the Naval Academy? Because I've heard that's kind of difficult as well. Um, And then just kind of the summer after what you're thinking, what you're processing. Yeah, definitely. That is probably my most asked question after I tell someone that I'm a transfer student and where I came from. It's, why did you leave the Naval Academy? And you're right. I always had the dream of going to the Academy. It was the top of every goal sheet that I ever made for myself. So I I did it. I put my mind to it. And through the grace of God, I got there. And I I was a tennis player at the academy. Mm-hmm. So I committed at the beginning of my senior year. But it was a long process to get there. Um, so I really was committed in my mind to the Naval Academy since like sixth or seventh grade. I just, wow. it was my number one. I didn't even consider Duke. Yeah. Um, so going there, going through plebe summer, I really, really loved it. I had a great time most of the time. Of course, <laughs> there's a lot of hard parts of it, but I love a challenge. I love a physical challenge and a mental challenge. I love the people that I was around. And going into the year, I had no doubts in my mind that this was the place for me. But I also only experienced boot camp, which is very different from the actual academy and very different from actual military life. And I remember I was so set on staying. I remember when we were putting our names in our uniforms, you were warned not to put your name in your uniform if you had any doubts about leaving Mm -hmm. because then you can give your uniform back and you don't have to pay for it. I would come to find out later you didn't have to pay for it either way. Oh. (laughs) But just as a help helpful for them. Um, But I – and I – and someone asked me if I was not going to put my name in my uniform. I said, of course. I'll be the first one to write my name in this uniform right (laughs) now. (laughs) So I definitely did not have any doubts about it during the summer. And – Going through my first semester, it's just a grind. Yeah. It's a grind season. And at the academy, you just don't have a lot of time to think. Right. And so I really didn't think about leaving. And I was enjoying my sport. I was enjoying my company. Your company is also the people that you're placed with. There are 30 companies at the Naval Academy, and you get put into one going into plebe summer, and you're with them normally – You're supposed to be with them for four years, but companies get moved around. But, yeah, I really liked my company, which is who you live with. Right. So it's really important. I liked what I was doing in school because it was just kind of like high school. You have an array of classes. Um, And so even in the first semester, I wasn't happy, but I wasn't one to quit and give up. So I – Definitely was not considering leaving, even though I maybe was not myself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
so I, I specifically remember saying to my parents, don't ever bring up actually leaving. Mm-hmm. If I ever complain to you, don't ever let me think about leaving. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good mentality to have to not think about leaving, but I realized in reflection that maybe it was unhealthy to not be thinking about all the options that I have. Right. And so I got to go back home in December. Before that, I had been away from home for seven months. So you really, there are no opportunities to go home. Oh, other than Thanksgiving. I went back for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so then I went home in December and I did some reflection because I had some time away. And that was when I started thinking about what life would be like in the civilian world. Right. There was no actions taken. It was just like a few thoughts here and there, but never anything I ever said to my parents or acted on. And then going into January, a couple of events happened to me at the academy that made me, forced me to take a step back, do some reflection and look into whether or not I wanted this as a career. Right. At the academy and in the military, your chain of command has almost total control over your life. Wow. And from this set of circumstances, it was made exceptionally clear to me that that is true. Mm-hmm. And I had to step back and evaluate my other options Mm -hmm. so it was definitely not an easy decision the pivotal point for me I was sitting in February two weeks before applications to other colleges were due halfway through in the midst of my season sitting after a tennis match my parents like do you want the opportunity to leave because you have to make that decision right now. Right. Because you have to submit these applications. Otherwise, there's no options for you to leave. And so in that midst, I I made the decision that I wanted other opportunities. Right. And it was not an easy decision to make. It was not easy to go to my parents and say, this is not right for me. I've never been someone to do that. Right. I've always just pushed through and kind of just gritted my teeth and bit my lip and kept going. And it was a huge pride swallowing moment to say, this is not right for me. And the other hard part about the academy is that it is such a cohesive team environment Mm -hmm. for someone to leave. It's really difficult to tell people because you don't want to ruin the team environment. Oh, wow. So I couldn't tell, like, my friends that I was leaving or even had the thought of leaving because I didn't want to ruin what we had and we needed to work together in order to get through the year. So I kept going, finished out the season, finished out the semester while still knowing that I was leaving. That was very, very hard and so I got to the end of the year, and I made the decision without knowing what schools I had gone into. Oh. I started the process of DORing 
So at the end of plebe year, you have this culminating event called Climbing Herndon. And it's this huge tower on the beautiful lawn of the Naval Academy. And it's not a tower. It's a monument. And it's 20 feet high. And they grease it up with pig lard and water. And they bring everyone out, all the plebes out, and you have to climb and cap Herndon. And so I really wanted to cap Herndon with my class before I DOR'd. And so I participated in that, and I almost capped Herndon. I was almost the first girl to cap Herndon. So I'll take that. I'll take what I can get there. I was so close. And it was really, it was really great. And it was such a good bonding time. Wait, how did, I'm confused. It was greased up. How did you find it? Yes, so you make a human tower. No. You lock arms around the monument. And people climb on each other. And everyone is pushing in to make sure everyone doesn't out. The whole tower doesn't collapse. No. And it collapses. And they oh. time you also. So they compare you to previous classes. Because this has been a forever tra- tradition. Wow. It was crazy. It was awesome. Wow. I'm glad you got to do that before you DOR'd. Yeah. So then what did that look like? The DOR process? Yeah. Telling your friends? So the first people I told were my chain of command, my sophomore and junior and senior in my chain of command, and then my company officer. And from there, I had a little bit more freedom to tell everyone. And it was some of the hardest, but also burden-lifting conversations I've had because I've been holding it in for so long. Right. And also, I... It was unexpected for me to leave. I just loved everyone, and I feel like I put on a good face mm. of enjoying it. And I did enjoy it. Right. Uh, but I, it was unexpected that I was leaving. Um, so definitely hard to tell people and definitely hard to tell my best friends who are my roommates right. for my first and second semester. So it was really hard to tell them who I'd been keeping it from. And it was just a lot of tears, but also they knew it was for the best. Right. When they saw that I was, it was a burden lifted off of me. Mm -hmm. So I also shout out to them because everyone that stays there and goes through that, even after plebe year, I am so thankful for all my brothers and sisters that are there that are going through this right now, it is exceptionally selfless. So I'm really, really thankful for them and thankful for the the experience. But the DOR process, it's a long one. Right. It took me about a month to leave, oh. and that's short, really. Um, you have to go through your whole chain of command. So I was talking to captains and people that rank way, way over me and explaining to each one of them why I was leaving which ultimately is because of the, just to be clear, the career path. It just wasn't for me. But, again, so thankful for the opportunity to be there. Right, wow. Yeah. And going into summer, I had no plans. I really didn't know what I was doing. Everyone else was going on their summer trainings, which is what you do at the academy, so I'd always planned on that. Right. So during the summer, I was a little lost. Yeah. I was playing a lot of tennis, which I loved. It was such a fun summer. I got to be with my family a lot. 
so in summer, I was just trying to figure out what the right path was. I'd gotten waitlisted at Duke. I didn't get into Duke originally. Um, And I, I wrote a letter telling them about how much I loved it because I I love Duke. There's no other school that combines academics, athletics, and excellence like Duke does. That's so true. I really believe that. And I just told them my experience coming to – I came to Duke summer camp and why I wanted to go so badly. And a week after I sent that letter, I was just – sitting in my bed one night, and I felt the urge to reach for the Bible. I grew up going to church in a youth group, um, and I made um, amazing friends from that, but I'd never really had a relationship with Jesus, and that was continued at the Naval Academy because I barely had time for myself and it wasn't a priority to me, so I definitely had, didn't prioritize a relationship right. with Jesus. And I went to weekly Fellowship of Christian Athletes, shout out to FCA, mm-hmm. um, meetings on the weekly basis, but I still wasn't um, pursuing a relationship at all. And the only time at the Academy I remember praying to God was when those series of events that happened to me um, took place and just saying, Jesus, like, this is showing me you're real. This is showing me you're real. I don't know what to do right now. Please show me the way. And he showed me the way. And I still, and I still, after that, didn't do anything, didn't thank him. And that is something so deeply, deeply ashamed of. Um, But thank goodness for grace, because during the summer, I felt the urge to pick up that Bible. It was one night, and I wasn't even upset or anything. I was just, this crazy urge came over me, and I started reading. And I realized when I was reading, I had never given my life to Jesus. I had never done it. I had never said, Jesus, I lay down my life to you. And I did that night. And from there, when I say everything changed, my whole outlook on life changed. And it wasn't necessarily in an instant, but over the next few weeks and months and coming up on a year now, my whole world has just completely shifted. Wow. I've become so, I'm so filled with joy and have been blessed beyond measure. That is so often stated, but just absolutely blessed with everything. And I was blessed before because Jesus always, always is working for our good. Mm-hmm. And so he was pursuing me long before I pursued him. And it is it just shows because I am just blessed in every single way. And after that night, 
I live for Jesus. Yeah. That's that's the difference in before um, June 22nd, Hannah, and Hannah now. Um, and I'm not perfect. I'm not even anywhere near perfect. And, you know, you get over that um, honeymoon phase of just being so um, – I – I had a really special opportunity to just spend the summer playing tennis and creating a deep relationship with Jesus. And then you get to school and so (laughs) many things go on. And I think school even strengthened my relationship with Jesus first semester. And then you get to second semester and (laughs) then it, and then you, you need many even more, even when you have less time. So that's, that's what happened during the summer. Um, I ended up getting into Duke. So (laughs) thankful. (laughs) Could not imagine being anywhere else because I've just met the most amazing people. And I'm really thankful for you guys. Wow. What an incredible story. And it's interesting you said, because I was thinking that same thing when you're talking about, you know, your story and that night in the bed, like God was pursuing your soul so evidently. I mean, you said like even back in January, you felt it and weren't, you know, you didn't really realize slash didn't fully resonate with it. And then, you know, he pursued your soul and he guided your steps and brought you to that moment. And then he was like, Hannah, pick up the Bible. Hannah, pick up the Bible. And you accepted him in that moment. And you will remember that for the rest of your life, the moment when Jesus saved your soul. And now, I mean, it is so evident in your life. I remember the first time we met and got lunch, you told me that you accepted Christ over the summer. And I was like, wait, really? Like, I feel like you act like you, like, you seem like such a mature and strong Christian and like, as if you've been, you know, following Jesus your entire life. And I think it just speaks so much to what God has done in you. I mean, he has just produced so so much fruit in your life because you've clung to him. The verse that talks about, you know, clinging to the vine, or he's the vine and we are the branches, you know, and the fruit that you have in your life and that I can see that so many people can see of what Jesus has done in you is just incredible. And I did not know you before, but knowing you now, I mean, it is so evident Jesus's love in you and just the way that he works through you. You are so full of love and joy and peace and the way that you treat people and the way that you approach every situation. I mean, I know coming to Duke could not have been easy, but you handled it with so much grace. And so watching that from the outside, just God's grace is written all over it. And so I just was so excited to have you on because of that reason. I mean, you have so much grace over your life. And so that is so beautiful. Um, But to continue, I mean, I would love to hear a little bit about the transition of coming to Duke. I know that you have a roommate who we all adore, Gabriella, um, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about, I mean, how you even became roommates. I mean, guys, like, they are like sisters. Like, I've never met two girls who, I mean, you guys have only known each other, what, six months? And, like, I've never seen two closer girls. So (laughs) I would love to hear um, just kind of the transition to Duke, meeting Gabriella, um, starting a citizen, I mean, like you're a citizen now, you're no longer like... Oh, yeah, civilian. Yeah, civilian, that's the word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always a citizen. A civilian um, in college now and yeah. kind of like how it's been finding community here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Riley. You are, oh my goodness, such a blessing. I... We need to hang out like every day. <laughs> we, guys... 
Riley and I tried to be roommates, but yeah, it didn't work out. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. We'll see. Maybe another One day. See One day. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah. So coming to Duke was a lot bigger of a transition than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was just going to roll into campus and it just be normal to be back in the civilian world because it was what I had experienced my whole life other than that one year at the academy. But what I realized coming here is during the summer, I was pretty isolated. I just played tennis, um, trained, went to youth group or the college group a lot and hung out with my family. That was pretty much my whole summer, so I didn't really have exposure to much of the civilian world other than what I already knew. And coming to Duke, it was just, it was a shock, really, to be back at a college that wasn't a military college. I had no idea this was going to happen. But, like, I walk into the gym the first day, and it was so weird to me that everyone was wearing different clothes. <laughs> because at the academy, you have a uniform right. that you wear in the gym. And especially plebes, everyone wears the exact same thing. You wear civilian clothes if you're on leave. But other than that, you're not even allowed to keep, you call them civvies, just normal <laughs> clothes in your in your room. Definitely really a big culture shock to me. And I didn't like it. Yeah. I was like, I miss a lot of parts of the academy. But at the same time, I knew it was right. Mm-hmm. And so the first day coming here, I came early because I was a transfer and because I was on the tennis team originally. And uh, so my roommate hadn't come yet, but I talked to her on the phone. Gabriela Salas from Which was random, right? Like you were roommates. Completely random. Okay. So I could not find a roommate because I got in to school a little bit later than everyone else. And I didn't really pursue one. It just wasn't on my radar really to even – Pursue a roommate because you don't get to choose your roommate at the academy. Right. Even after you know them, you are just thrown in with somebody. And so it wasn't a huge deal to me. I filled out my preferences. But I was just hoping for the best. And we talked one time. And she told me she was Catholic. So I was like, oh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Cool dynamic. And that she had three sisters and two dogs and that her family's from Argentina, and that's pretty much all I knew about her. And I asked her if, what time she got up in the mornings <laughs> so that I did not annoy her because I sometimes get up early in the mornings. And coming in, that's all we really knew about each other. And Gabriella likes to tell the story that she always knew she was going to love me after the first <laughs> time that we met, and her parents told her not to put so much pressure on a roommate that we didn't need to be best friends, and here we are. Here we are. Pretty much inseparable. Gabriella Salas is the single greatest blessing in my time at Duke. Oh. Having someone to come back to yeah. every day and knowing that they're going to automatically put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. I walk in the room every day after working out in the mornings, and Gabriela Salas says, 
Hi, lovely. How are you? Oh. Every morning. She's looking beautiful. She has her hair done, her makeup done, her outfit. And she says, hello, lovely. And I, when I say I look like a little gym rat. <laughs> that is not true. I, guys, <laughs> Riley and I work out sometimes. Yeah, she yeah, sees do. it. Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Except, guys, she's fooling you. She looks gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you. She kills it. But um, she is just such a, such a joy. She's also so smart. She's a double major in chemistry and philosophy. And the conversations we have are my favorite. Mm. It is something we look forward to every single day. We always have a new topic. And so getting to be roommates with someone that makes a place where you live feel like home Mm. is the most amazing and really a sacred thing yeah so that is such a god moment yeah that we were put together yeah because neither of us have really found people that we'd work so well with there's so many people we could definitely room with but such amazing compatibility as we have right now I, I don't know um so god put us together for a reason and it is so evident, and we are so, so grateful to be together. The first month, every single day, we could not go, like, 20 minutes without saying, I cannot believe that we're roommates. Aww. And that our genuine shock at God's hand in this is we still are, we are still so thankful. Um, because I don't think we would have ever met if we weren't roommates. We are just True. completely different circles. Like chem- she's chemistry philosophy. I'm econ. I'm more sporty. She is into like dance and she choreographs for Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I could go on and on. Um so I don't think our paths would have ever crossed. Wow. So, yeah, God's hand what is. What a gift that is. I, I know I, when I was in high school, my biggest fear coming to college was like, what if I don't make friends? And what if I don't find people that are like me? And what if, you know, I don't find people that, you know, you can become sisters with and mm-hmm. genuine relationship with? And and I remember I saw this, I was scrolling Instagram and I saw this thing and it was like, you have not met all the people that will love you. And I remember just being like, oh, my goodness, God, like, you are going to prepare the way. You're going to guide. You're going to go before. And you want me to have people that will encourage me and strengthen me. You you design community. I mean, we're created for community. And I think it's so evident, especially when you're in college, because I can't go a day without seeing somebody that I know and love, you know. Um, and so having people that make you feel at home, like you said, is just pivotal. And so for any of you listening in high school, just – if you're afraid of any, or anybody going into any season of unknown, if you're worried about meeting people and finding friends and finding community, God has got your back, I promise you. I mean, just the way that Gabrielle happened to do a random roommate instead of a single, and you mm-hmm. happened to choose random roommate and all these different things. And I think at one point you were going to room with a, another athlete. Yeah. And like the way that it all worked together for you guys to be together was so evidently the hand of God. I mean, that is just not a coincidence. And when I tell you guys, they are literally like sisters. Like, it is so inspiring to see. And I remember just being like, wow, like, you can so evidently see God's hand in your story and bringing you here and bringing you guys together. So, yes, just be encouraged that God will bring you the people that you're supposed to be with. Um, And it's going to be a beautiful thing. And you will be so loved and have so many friends and family or friends that become family. So, yeah. Uh, God is always working for your good 
for those who walk in righteousness. Amen. That is so true. And he is just always looking out for us. You will find your people. Pray about it. I prayed so much over the summer, over this part of my life, and those prayers were answered. And I also, a big recommendation for me, and I wish I could have told past Hannah this a little bit, a little while ago, write down your prayers because then you can look back and see how many of them have truly been answered. And then go back and make a little note that this prayer is answered by this person or this something along those lines. I love to do that because it shows and puts in perspective how many blessings and how many answered prayers there have been in my life. I love that. I started doing that as well. And it has changed my life because honestly, going back and being like, like, especially in the times when you feel like you can't see God and you feel like things aren't going well, it's like, oh my goodness, like, God, you showed up then and you showed up then. And I saw this verse recently. I've been trying to meditate in scripture more just to have God's yeah. word, you know, I mean, he says to hide it in our hearts. Right. And so one of the verses I, it says, your faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. And I remember being like, I don't understand what that means, but I'm going to think about it today. And so I was like in math class, and I was just thinking about it. And I was like, realized that like, when we realize when we think about God's faithfulness, it truly is a shield. Because then you're like, oh my goodness, like when I come across hard times, remembering how God has proved faithful time and time again, he's going to help me now too. And so I think it's beautiful just to, like you said, write down your prayers, remember them. Um, it's just such a gift. So last thing, um, I also remember that you were in a class for like a day and met someone and you got involved with with crew. Can you tell that story a little bit? Because that also feels like another God story um, for how you met, even how we, we met. So That is also another God moment for sure. Okay, shout out to Chris, which I now swim with on Tuesdays and Thursdays yes, after hanging out with Riley in the mornings. Um, yeah, so I was in this religion class and I just signed up for an array of classes that I knew I was probably going to have to drop one or two of them. Um, but I was so excited that I got to choose my classes because you don't get to at the Naval Academy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are you have a class list that you need to take. And, no choice in yeah, anything. Yeah, at least not plea beer. Um, and so I was so excited to, to be in these classes. And I was pretty sure I was not going to drop this class. Um, but it was my first class at Duke. So I take the bus from West Campus to East Campus. Oh, it was on East. Oh, it was on East. And I walk into this class. I'm the first one there and talking to the professor. And then everyone walks in and this guy in an Air Force ROTC uniform walks in and he started talking about God because we were discussing um, the literature that we were reading and it was talking about God's hand in, in the world and um, how we should worship and such. And I started talking about the Bible. And after class, Chris, <laughs> I to find out this is Chris, came up to me and said, do you, do you? Are you, are you Christian? And I said, I am. Yeah, I am. And he said, I heard you're, you're a transfer. Um, have you ever heard of crew? Oh. And I was like, 
no, I haven't. And he's like, you should come. You should come. It's this Thursday night. <laughs> I think it was Thursday. And um, I never went back to that class again. And I ended up going to crew. And also when I went to crew, which I took the, the bus from West East Campus, I couldn't find it. I walked into oh. a business frat rush. No. And I was like in my... I walked in kind of with my head down. I wasn't really paying attention. And I went and I sat down and I was surrounded by freshmen in suits. And it was like Kappa Kappa Alpha Rush. I don't know what. I don't know any <laughs> But I was like, holy moly. And I was in full athletic like wear. And I was like, holy moly, I got to get out of here right now. And I walked around a little bit. And Mason and Megan no had way. just gone outside to like get some fresh air and to like show people that that was crew they had not been told to go outside they were just like we should tell people because it's the first night i if i did not see them outside i would have not gone into that building no way so another god moment i would have never gone no so and then at crew that night you know who was giving her little intro speech Miss Riley Schumann, <laughs> and I saw you, and you're talking about taking a photo with someone famous. Oh, yeah. Hilarious story. And I said, I want to be friends with that girl. Oh. And you know what Riley did? Riley made me feel like the most special person in that room. And that is one of the most pivotal moments of my time at Duke. Because I said, I'm coming back, if for nothing, to see this girl. Because she is such a joy, and Christ is so evidently in her, and I need to be around her. So That is the sweetest. Thank you. I remember that night. I remember meeting you, and on the way home, like, we all were piled in a car together going back to West, and we were all like, oh, my goodness, did you guys meet Hannah Elks? And they were like, (laughs) yes. And I was like, she is going to be our new bestie. Like, we're all going to be best friends. And they were like, yeah. Anyway, so we were all talking about you, all good things. We were so excited to meet you. So I that was a, a great, great night. night. I will never forget that night. That was amazing. Um, wow. Well, again, just beautiful seeing the way that God has so evidently put grace into your story and weaved it all together and brought you here. And now the community you're surrounded with and the people you're pouring into and influencing is just incredible. So I am so thankful to know you. And um, yeah, I think that that is the end of our time today. So Hannah Elks, thank you for joining me today and sharing your heart. Guys, go follow her Insta. Her Insta is Hannah Elks, no caps, no spaces. And after that, go and follow the Insta gracefilled.podcast. You are all so loved. And I hope you see the traces of grace throughout your day today.